Welcome back to each of you who listen regularly to this podcast, and welcome to those of you who are listening for the first time. I'm Pam Christian, the host of this weekly podcast, where I help us consider current events in light of the Bible and prophecy. In addition to hosting this podcast, I'm also the lead professor for an online certificate course in apologetics. And I'm the author of several books in the series by the same name as this podcast, which is Faith to Live By. If you have enjoyed my podcast, I guarantee you will benefit from all of my other work. And I hope you make a point of exploring the books, blog posts, instruction, and so much more I offer. I don't pretend to have all the answers. No, I'm like you, seeking to discover the answers to all matters I don't understand, to truth claims that don't make sense, and to our world and cultural issues that bring more harm than good. In my quest to discover and live in life-giving truth, I explored various philosophies and religions, and I came to an intellectual understanding that the Christian faith and all it claims makes the most sense of all to believe as true. Once I had a mental understanding, I wanted very much to experience the spiritual aspect of the Christian faith, which allows genuine Christians to share in Christ's victory over all evil and wickedness that exists. This is not a fraudulent claim. It's a reality that more of us need to grasp if we want to experience the glorious promises of God in our lives. Yes, in our lives, even as we live in this fallen world. I am a sold-out, fully committed Christian, a believer in Jesus Christ as the Savior of the world, and a follower of Jesus as Lord of my daily life. I'm not among those who call themselves Christians but choose to live their life in any way they please, although I was for many years. For many years, I wanted Jesus to be my Savior to keep me from spending eternity in hell, but I wanted to be Lord of my everyday life. By the time I was nearly 30 years old, having suffered a great deal of pain and hardship, and making a complete mess of my life, finding myself farther away from my deepest heart desires than ever, I cried out to God, the God and Jesus I learned about from a Sunday school teacher when I was a little girl. I remember praying something very much like, God, Heavenly Father, Jesus. I really wasn't sure how I should address him, but I said, if you are who the Sunday school teacher told me you are, if you are truly the good, loving, and merciful God who can make sense out of my life, then I need you too. I admit, I have really only thought of you as my Savior to keep me from hell. I haven't wanted you to be Lord of my life, but tonight I'm willing to surrender to you completely. If you can make something good out of my life, then I need you to now more than ever because on my own, I've only proven that I can't. Alone in my condominium that night, the moment I finished praying, I sensed a radical change in me. I sensed the love and presence of God, and I heard an angelic choir. I later learned, as recorded in Luke chapter 15, verse 10, Jesus said, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. I'm convinced God let me hear the angelic rejoicing over me as an evidence that he was and is even more glorious than people say he is. My life has not been the same since, and there's never been a desire to stray, only a deep abiding desire to draw closer to God and to become more and more transformed in the image of Jesus in the process. I don't believe we ever arrive, but we get to live in an eternal process of transformation as we seek to draw nearer to God, to know him more intimately, and to bask in his glory. Amen. I've spent over 30 years wanting to learn more about God and the Christian faith, and at the same time I've worked to help others discover and live in the same life-giving truth with all the hope truth provides that I've been blessed to find. 
The Christian faith is not, as many people believe, a blind faith where people who claim to be Christians check their brains out at the door. (laughs) No, one of the first scripture passages I learned and was profoundly drawn to was Isaiah 118, where God is speaking to people he has created in his image for the purpose of being in relationship with him. And he says to mankind, come now, let us reason together. I read that verse and was and still am greatly taken back to think Almighty God, the creator of all that exists, with his infinite wisdom and knowledge, invites us, mere man, to reason with him. It's absolutely astounding, but even better, it's true. God invites us to reason with him. In these days we are living, it's harder than ever to discover truth and be convinced of truth, but it's not impossible. This truth inspired my first book, Examine Your Faith, Finding Truth in a World of Lies. It's endorsed by Josh McDowell, and I sincerely hope you get yourself a copy. Today, I will share with you some of my personal thoughts based on study, research, prayer, and contemplation about what's going on in our world today. And then I'll share with you part of my interview with Derek Johnson, who has also done considerable study and has a unique perspective of our present-day world events. And I'll even provide this little bit of a spoiler alert. Consistent with my last two podcasts, the best is yet to come. And if we want to partake in God's best, we need to know the truth. Proverbs 25.2 states, It is the glory of God to conceal things, but the glory of kings to search things out. This is what we do together with this podcast. We search things out in our quest to know truth, which Jesus claims sets us free. Freedom is a God-given right that the enemy of God, known as Satan or the devil, has always worked to prevent us from experiencing. Satan works to keep God's people in bondage through deception. And one way he's been successful in our day is by pitting us against one another, creating division. Derek talks about this in the interview. But before I share that, I want to address how Christians have actually been cooperating with the devil by being critical of one another instead of being focused and united against the enemy. One area of division among Christians is over the existence of prophecy today. Some in Christendom don't believe prophecy, which is where God speaks through a human vessel, is available today. Other Christians believe prophecy is available today, but they are critical of the many people today who are claiming to speak prophetically. Some even criticize the frequency of prophecy, claiming God wouldn't do that. Julie Green is among those who have come under attack from fellow Christians. But let's reason with God, especially since God invites us to. More than anyone, God wants us to discover and live in life-giving truth. God does not want us to live on the basis of lies, so much so that he personally paid the price for us to be redeemed from deception and brought into all truth. I think everyone listening to this podcast would agree mainstream media is corrupt and everything they have reported as trustworthy news has been proven to be lies and part of a planned narrative to deceive and control the masses. With God being who he is and capable of all he is, and with him wanting us to know truth, do you really think God would not provide many sources for us to know truth? especially in this day where every so-called news source is propaganda of the devil and people who are caught up in his agenda. Do you really think God would not provide his people with several and frequent prophetic words to overcome the works of the enemy and protect his redeemed children? Do you as Christians not see how the enemy is causing division among Christians by pitting us against one another? 
The enemy has been trying to divide not only Christians, but all people in the world, in effort to advance his plan for a one-world government, where he prevails. However, this is not God's plans for this time in the history of humanity. As I've been sharing with this podcast since inception of July 2020, God has allowed us as his children to experience the fruit of our own doing. We are reaping according to what we've sown. However, because a remnant of God's people have interceded and cried out to him consistent with Second Chronicles 7.14, God has been intervening in our behalf to first wake us up to how far we've strayed in our relationship with him, how the church of all believers known as the Ecclesia has drifted far away from God by embracing the ways of the world and the enemy of God. My guest, Derek Johnson, is a Christian brother and a United States Army veteran with a bachelor's degree from the University of Alabama and a master's in business from Colorado State University, where he finished with national academic and military honors for a 3.8 GPA. Through his own in-depth research, Derek puts a keen focus on a blueprint that outlines the covert sting operation has been taking place since October 2016. Specifically, with this part of my interview with Derek, he will explain what is referred to as the continuity of government and how this has been operating under God's direction since before Donald Trump became the 45th president of the United States. Here's my interview with Derek. So I am delighted to have Derek Johnson on my program once again. Last time he was on, I got lots of great comments, and I'm sure that the same will hold true today. We want to talk about what's going on with the continuity of government. This seems to be a a major theme of conversation, and there are people who are having trouble with understanding that this is a legitimate reality. Um, In fact, I want to share right off the bat, Derek, that right from our founding documents, our founding fathers wrote that whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, meaning life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute a new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. End quote. Right in our founding documents, our founding fathers knew that should their government go rogue, we the people who are to be in control need to take action. Derek, let's that be our starting point. Welcome again. Thank you for having me. You've been talking a lot about the continuity of government. Could you explain to my audience in the most elementary terms how this could happen and how, in fact, it has happened? Well, just like you said, I mean, I believe it was Reagan. Reagan said it. If we ever lose this nation, it'll be from within. It won't be anywhere else because to have the freedom we talk about, we talk about freedom all the time, right? We say, oh, we're we're land of the free, home of the brave. It's become such a, it's almost like when people say, I love you, right? It, it just seems like it's a ritual. It, you don't feel it anymore. You don't have that deep down in your heart. That when you grow up in this country and you don't ever see what other people i mean i have so many friends that grew up in other countries and they come here they just cannot wait to get here and they are so like they have tears when i was in the army we had four or five that came in from other countries to get their citizenship through the military they could not stop the tears from streaming down their face i mean it that's a sight you just gotta see that someone is that excited just to have a piece of paper that says i'm an american citizen and they're willing to fight for it as well so it's like 
you look at Americans, it's not beating Americans up, but do you do you wake up every morning and, and just feel like, God, you know, I'm so glad to be, I'm so proud of being American. We don't have that anymore. We haven't had that. And that's part of the the plan as the rhinos did was they pitted us all against each other via race, religion, politics, and patriotism. Patriotism being the worst and the last one that they actually got us on. You know, so it's like I, I try to paint that picture first for people to understand how did we get to this point? Why do we need a line drawn in the sand? Why do we need our Alamo? Why do we need to get to this point? Now, the great thing about all this is that the people who are in charge, Donald Trump, the military generals, the world generals, this is not just a U.S. operation, it's a world operation. Those people are godly appointed and godly anointed and godly inspired. They're, they're leading this rally, and they knew what was upon them. And they also wanted to, to make sure that they work not only effectively, but efficiently. Because sometimes you can be effective, but were you efficient? Efficient is where you pay attention to detail. Efficient is where you make sure you limit the injuries and you limit the casualties the best as possible on all levels. So they they wanted to do a controlled operation. That way we didn't have, and you know, here I am, you can hear my voice. I'm from the South, right? We, and I could pick on my own people. We didn't need the good old boys in the streets with their guns and they're going, oh, I'm ready to fight my country. Well, we've had that opportunity. We have a volunteer service. You didn't do that. We don't need that. It wasn't about that. We need people to understand the Constitution protects you as a whole. There's certain things you don't want the federal government to have control of. There's certain things you don't want the state to have control of. So we got to get back to our foundation. And that was the best way possible was to provide a continuity of government and go, okay, we need to keep the government moving, the constitutional government moving forward. Because as we know, our life and our breath, everything, as long as God gives us on this planet, what, time moves forward. Why do we need something called a continuity of government if time moves forward? Well, this is why. It keeps all your major functions going. So we know that we have storms. We know we have tornadoes. We have natural things that you just cannot stop. Storms, of any kind of storm. So you still have to have people in place to do that. Um, so a continuity of government, when you go read a federal continuity directive war, which was issued January 17, 2017, three days before Donald Trump took office. If you go read federal continuity directive two, which is the implementation phase of that, it was issued June 13, 2017. So it shows you that that was a continuity in a different kind of way right there in itself, because if it's three days before Donald Trump took office, FCD2 was four and a half months, roughly, after he took office. It's showing you, hey, this is legit. This is accurate. Because the first one's published under the GPO.gov, so the government publishing office. The second one is under FEMA.gov. All right, so then those two have what I call uh, branches or spring-offs. One came February 2018. The other one's January 2021. And the other was July 2021. They're all... Same thing, not gov. So when you go read those, the February 2018 one is probably the most powerful one because it outlines a pandemic. How did they know to write this continuity directive back here to a pandemic? 
All right, 2018, two years before our most famous 2020. It talks about chemical explosions. It talks about uh, catastrophic events. Uh, so what have we what have we been seeing this year? Train derailments. We've been seeing chemical explosions. It, it, all this stuff was already addressed. So I've been trying to explain to people in the most layman term, this was planned for a different reason. So people have to understand uh, the concept of saving a billion people and maybe losing a hundred thousand people. And, and that's hard to, for people to wrap their minds around. But the continuity of government is to try to save as many people as possible, but two million people die on average a day, right? So when you just take that alone and you look at the numbers of 2020, a lot of people don't want to see this, but what they did was they took a name and they swapped it out for influenza, the flu. Right, so I'm going off a little, but the, the continuity of government basically is to make sure that your three branches of government, that continuity of government under FCD one and two shows you that all three branches of government are under a continuity of government. So then you got to understand your foundation. The military was founded first in this nation. Our founders did that on purpose. Our founders were brilliant men. They had lived through some stuff before. They had lived through multiple governments before. They saw what worked and what didn't work. And they were godly anointed, godly appointed, and godly inspired. And the stuff that they wrote way back then, before technology, before computers, before all still works today, no matter how big the population got, it still applies. The military was found at first. And the very first 69 articles of the war, they call them war articles, were founded long before the Declaration, long before the Articles of Confederation, which was the first constitution, then the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And so when you apply that, when you say continuity of government and the three branches of government are under control, who takes control? The military takes control. And when you think of military, it ain't your cousin or your daddy who was a private first class or Staffs are, we're talking about the military generals. All right. So they, that's also why they made George Washington the first president. He was a general. He was a general in the military. So there's a lot of optics back then. Um, so, you know, the continuity of government shows the three branches of government under control, but they're listening to the military as they do a clean out. All right. It's a clean out. So, yes, when people say, does Congress know? Yes, Congress is a part of the legislative branch. Does the president know? Well, first off, the president you're seeing is a history repeat. They're using a different time in history. They're, they're using all the laws and orders from World War II. All right, so and President Trump said that, very specific. He, he laid that out. Different wars, same scenario as World War II. The same scenario meant laws and orders. So, yes, the executive branch knows what's going on. And then your judicial branch, your courts, the Supreme Court all the way down. Those courts know what's going on. Absolutely. So everything you've watched from January 2017 to present day, it's all been a certain facets has been a dog and pony show on purpose. Hey, look over here. Look over here. And then they're doing something over there. The other portions are showing you right in broad daylight. They're letting you see what you need to see. Right. And, and it's for your own good. It's not anything that's deceptive or, you know, anything in that nature. So I think if people would just, you know, just relax a little bit and know, look, 
we have a government for a reason. It ain't been pretty the last 60 years for sure, more than that. But just the people who are mostly listening right now are anywhere from, you know, 85 years old to, to on down. Anybody who's listening, you've seen all kinds of stuff. And laws not being upheld. My dad's 80 and he's like, laws ain't been upheld for years. Well, they are now. And that's what they're doing. They're wiping out Congress. About 98% of Congress has already stepped down. Fox News put a picture up back about six months ago now. And it showed over 45 not seeking re-election. Uh, that don't just happen. Uh, Donald Trump said we're going to put what? We're going to put uh, term limits in place. So there's a lot of things we could cover. You know, shows history, but basically a, a continuity government, they change the name of it. So when you're Googling out there, they change it to a continuity of operational plans. When you go Googling, it's under continuity of operational plan. But the best thing to Google is Federal Continuity Directive 1 and 2. Uh, they are .gov, but the, the ones in February and January 2021 and then uh, July 2021, uh, you, you have to know what you're searching for. Um, so... That's, that's probably the most layman term of a cog. It's been very helpful. It truly has. Uh, as I said, I've been following you for a while. You've been on my show before. And I have had a few questions from my audience members. Now, one question I have that I would imagine my audience has as well is who signed that first directive, that January 17th, 2017 directive? Who was the one who made that document happen? For today, I'll end my interview right here, but you can expect that question to be answered next week. Did you notice how Derek answered only my first question in the interview? I'll share a whole lot more next week, but notice the emphasis Derek placed on freedom at the beginning of this recording. Notice how he said Donald J. Trump and other military generals in the United States and worldwide are anointed, appointed, and aspired by God. There is no other way we can explain the tremendous inroads that have been made that the mainstream media, who are owned by deep state proponents for a one-world government, does not want us to know. Now, with awareness that God wants us to know truth, in light of what Derek just shared, which I recorded on April 13th, I ask you to consider the prophetic words God spoke through Barry Wunsch on Elijah's streams, April 14th. God said, and I quote, do not take these times lightly. These are the most complex times people on earth have experienced. I have called Donald J. Trump, for he has committed his ways unto me. He has asked for my wisdom, guidance, and protection, and it has been granted. For they can try as they may to take him out, but it shall not happen, because my hand is upon him. I have called him to stand and fight for the children. I have called him to stand and fight for you. And I have called him to fight for the nations. Others have tried and have been taken out. But Donald J. Trump, you are a weapon in my hands, and together we will strike down the enemy. End quote. Also, through Julie Green on April 17th, with the post titled, Freedom Will Be Celebrated, I offer this loose quote of her words. Quote, Freedom is rising. Freedom is being released. Freedom is being heard and is to be celebrated. Freedom that's been paid for, that your Savior died for. Freedom has been stolen, suppressed, and deceived away from those it belongs to, my children and the world, because I came and set the captives free. 
But your enemies have come in and enslaved the world that was paid for by me. It's a lie. Their power is a lie. Their government and controls are lies. Their laws are lies. Their threats and intimidations are all lies because they are with the father of lies and he has been defeated. My children, the war, the battle you've been in, it's all been defeated. Yes, their power over you is nothing, so treat it like nothing. March forward into battle now, my children, and take what is yours, my victory, my authority, my name. Use it to push your enemies back and put them under your feet where they belong. They've been disarmed. They've been brought to nothing. My United States, be united again. My church, wake up. Shout, shout, and take back this world that I have given you. Take back this earth that has been set free by my sacrifice. So hold on to truth and know my love and sacrifice I have made for you. Remember, I am in you, and I have defeated all that you see. Yes, I have. I have made each of you more than conquerors. So take these victories and receive my words. Do what I have commanded you to do. Take it all back from the enemy's hands. It is not theirs. It is yours. Stop listening to the lies of defeat. Stop listening to the word impossible. Stop listening to nothing is happening and nothing is changing because things are happening and everything is changing. Your enemies are about to experience a great defeat, a shift of power, and the law is holding them accountable for the crimes they have committed. My children, I have said before, arrests will be seen of high-profile people in government, in news, in Hollywood. Many people who up until now have manipulated the laws to help keep them protected where they want to stay. But those seats and positions are being emptied out by me. You will know beyond a doubt who stole what and who belongs in your government and who doesn't. And it starts with the people in the White House. End quote. This is only part of the word God spoke through Julie Green. To hear the whole prophecy, use the link in the show notes. I ask you to keep Julie's prophetic words in mind, especially as I bring you more of my interview with Derek Johnson next week. You won't want to miss next week's podcast to be encouraged that God has already been tremendously at work in our behalf. For the future, should you have a topic that you want me to explore with this podcast, let me know via email. My email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. At this point, I want to share about my online certificate course in apologetics. I'm really excited to be working with the Be Fruitful and Multiply Training Center. Use the link in the show notes to learn more about the course and how to register. If ever there was a time when people needed to confidently know why the Christian faith makes the most sense to believe and how it uniquely leads to truth and a restored relationship with the one true God, it is now. I also ask you to please help others learn about my podcast so they can be encouraged too. Telling others about this podcast is a show of support that I greatly appreciate. You can also be supportive by purchasing goods and services from me and my affiliates. When you purchase my own books, products, or services, or products and services from any of my affiliates, you get something you want, and at the same time, you support me. It's truly a benefit for all of us. So please shop for yourself, shop to get gifts for friends and family, and know that your support is greatly appreciated. I try to support you in all ways possible, and when it comes to your health, I want you to know about Infinity, a company dedicated to helping us detoxify our bodies and achieving the optimum weight. I've also proudly been promoting Dr. Zelenko's Z-Stack supplements. They contain zinc, quercetin, vitamin C, and D, which are formulated in just the right amount to help you boost your immune system. You'll find links to both of these fine affiliates 
in the show notes. And I truly hope more of you are taking advantage of the Operation Tomahawk program. It's an excellent program that I'm using, and I encourage all of my listeners to do the same thing. You can get your household and healthcare products from an American-owned and operated company and know that these products are not made with genetically modified ingredients or with toxins like the vast majority of our consumer brands are in this country. And in this time of economic uncertainty, where the United States dollar is a very big concern, I really want you to contact Dr. Kirk Elliott. Dr. Kirk is a private advisor, helping people protect their assets. And as one of my affiliates, he offers free consultations so he can learn more about your personal considerations to decide what might be a good strategy for you and your financial goals. Call Kirk at 1-720-605-3900 or contact him and his team online using the link in my show notes. If this ministry has blessed you in any way, why not consider financially supporting my work? I welcome direct contributions, but they're not tax deductible. So anyone who sends a donation of $25 or more will receive your choice of one of my books personalized and autographed for you, or you can choose five of my Make America Godly Again bumper stickers. And don't forget about my own award-winning books available from my website. The series is also called Faith to Live By. And when you purchase through my web store, be sure to use the promotion code TRUTH. T-R-U-T-H. If you use that at checkout, you'll get a 20% discount on your entire order. If you like the content and resource material I bring you with this podcast, you'll find much more by connecting with me through my blog. In fact, my blog has been awarded two unsolicited awards for Christian content. I'm also very active on social media where I can cover many more topics than I can with this weekly podcast, so I hope to connect with you there. To receive even more, be sure to check out my dedicated podcast listeners page called Beyond the Podcast. Here's where we can connect exclusively, and you can download complimentary devotionals, resources, and more. You can also subscribe to my complimentary bi-monthly e-newsletter. As a new subscriber, you can choose one of three gifts that I offer in appreciation for your subscription. Subscribing will also make you a preferred member, where you will receive special announcements and offers not available to others. And by subscribing, should anything happen to my podcast, I'll have a way to stay connected with you. Depending upon where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your review helps the show reach more people, and it helps spread the gospel, and it helps people learn how to better apply their Christian faith. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember, Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him. 